Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hey there, welcome to Minnesota number five of Disability After Dark. Minnesota number five. Wow. Uh, so this week was cool because we didn't have a lot of submissions to the new email address. Send all your thoughts and feelings to the new email address, disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. I want to see the inbox overflowing with your feelings about disability. Overflowing. Please send them in to me. Whatever, whatever feelings you have, send them in. But, but, so we didn't get any submissions, so I wasn't going to do a Minnesota this week because I wanted to wait for more to come in. Because the whole point of Minnesota is to connect with disabled community and have discussions and also if you're not disabled listening to the minisodes and you have stuff you want to write in about or questions you have let's do that let's open up a forum and have a discussion so i didn't have a thing for episode five and then right at the last minute somebody sent me a facebook message tonight and was like i want to talk about ableism in all kinds of relationships for your show and i was like that's a great idea but it's minnesota day and I want to put a Minnesota out. Why don't you write me the feelings you have about ableism and relationships in a Minnesota? And I'll read it back to the people. And they were like, that's a great idea. I'm so down for that. Let's do it. So my friend and listener, Olivia, who sent me a nice message about the podcast, which I'll read in a minute, over Facebook, said, I want to give you this episode idea for ableism and relationships. Actually, let me just jump right in. Let me jump right in. Also, if I'm a little bit sniffly, it's because I have a cold. So, yeah, or I'm getting a cold, or I'm getting over a cold, I'm not sure. I had a weird, I had the weird fluey thing that's happened, that happened a few weeks ago, and I'm kind of getting over it, but it's still sort of happening, so, and the weather's changing, and time change, and blah, blah. So, but that's why you hear all the sniffles, that's why. But let me get into it now. So she, so Olivia sent me a message this afternoon, which I really like, and she sent me a big message. I'm going to read some of it now, but I'm just going up to it. She was like, she says to me, hey, Andrew, I love listening to your podcast. They've helped me, they've helped me with my internalized ableism, especially the dancing episode, which is so awesome because I wasn't even sure if I liked the dancing episode, but I hope that people liked it so she said i wanted to suggest a topic if that's okay with you and i of course was like sure and then she's like i should have double checked to see if you have done this one already but what about a piece on ableism in relationships such as family members friends and lovers and i said if you're comfy why do we do a minnesota on it and she says i'm down and then we had a back and forth about like when she could write in and i was like do you want to write a letter about all your feelings and then i'll do it tonight and I'll create it today because it is Minnesota Day. I actually called it Minnesota Day. And so then 
she gave me a bunch of examples and then she was like well let me you know let me just write them down into one big thing and then I'll send it to you so I'm gonna, let me get to the big part so she was like she's like breaking up with an abusive with a breaking up with with abusive relationship and an aunt who's been married four times responded with oh you're never gonna find anybody okay that sucks when your family is like telling you that when your family is co-opting the ableism that you feel for yourself and you're like well, thanks for that that makes me feel super good like wow that's really so you're telling me that I should have stayed with this abusive person and then so that's one example and then Olivia goes on to say when you're buying a shell from Target and having your partner install it they get frustrated because the because quote the directions are too confusing and insist that it should just be a quote floor shelf which basically means that it should be propped up against a wall naturally naturally we argue about it because how can any disabled person access it i prove my point by slowly approaching where they would want it in front of a huge window that i sit in front of a lot and hit the wall to point out my chair would constantly be hitting it and thus would destroy it they still insist it should be a quote floor shelf so when your partner doesn't understand your level of disability and how like they just they don't really they're not paying attention to all the things that you have to deal with every day and again that's a little micro version of ableism but it's still there and it surely still hurts when somebody doesn't quite see how something may or may not be accessible to you especially somebody who's your partner and who is should be at least trying to learn about these things that can certainly be frustrating for sure and if you're the disabled person saying like this doesn't work for me you have the authority and understanding to realize it doesn't work for you and the person especially your partner should respect that her uh, next example she offers is friends will, friends would have parties at their house slash get ready for school dances the only accessible part was the downstairs that was being remodeled and stripped of insulation the room was freezing because it was a cement room and i was left there for roughly 40 minutes this was before smartphones, so I sat there and started and stared at the wall where they were curling their hair upstairs. Yo, friends, if you're having house parties or getting ready for things, make sure you bring your disabled friend with you, even if you have to carry your disabled friend or get people to assist your disabled friend if you have to. My best friend, she used to have house parties in Ottawa when we were, which was the university down where I went to school in Ottawa, Canada. Um, and we used to, she would, she would employ her frat boy friends, her frat boy, like her big buff frat friends to carry me up the stairs and be like, yo, this is my friend, Andrew. He needs to be involved with all of this. You're carrying him right now. Thanks so much. And she would do that like at every party and everybody would just do it. So make sure that if you're having a house party, don't leave your friends don't leave your disabled friends in a room where they can't access the party. That's not very nice. Don't do it. Um, and then Olivia's next example she offers is when an ex-partner complains that they were the ones to have to come to my place when we would hang out. Their place was not accessible in any way. House was difficult to get to by any form of transportation. Stairs in the house. Stairs to house. Couldn't move around the house much because there was shit everywhere. Again, this is super troubling when your friends don't want to come to your house and they have to because you're accessible. I also feel it's 
frustrating sometimes because I want to go. I want to go to my friends' houses, but their house is not accessible, and I have to be like, come to my house only because it's accessible. And so you get kind of bored of your own place, and you're like, I want to see your house. Like I really like it when I'm hooking up with a dude and we go to their house and have sex because it's a totally different environment, and that turns me so much on. So like, if there's but if you can't get into their house and you have to come to my house, like if, if I can't get into your house and you have to come to my house so we can hang out, like it should be about us being together, not because you want me in your inaccessible space. That's not fair. Totally not. And then so Olivia's next example that she offers is, this didn't happen to me, but a friend went to a wedding where the ceremony was not wheelchair accessible. They called the place and asked beforehand and they told them that it was. When they arrived, they noticed that there was a step down to the place, and it had very soft gravel. Okay, so I think when we're planning weddings, we need to always consider accessibility of all the guests. And if you're planning a wedding, you need to call your chronically ill, possibly disabled friend and say, Hey, I'm planning a wedding. What can I do to... Or I'm planning this event. What can I do to make sure it's accessible? That's all it would take so that the poor disabled person doesn't have to go on gravel. Olivia then offers going to Pride with an ex-boyfriend and having a stranger walk up to us and tell us that we were, quote, real love. Ew! Why would someone do that? That's so ew. But it happens to us disabled people all the time. And that's super gross. And please don't ever come up to me with a partner and say we're real love. I can't deal with it. Nope. Nope. She then offers having an ex-boyfriend say that he likes being out with me in public and people look at us because he could have the attitude of like, yeah, I'm in a relationship with a disabled person because I felt like I was being used as a means to an end. Yeah, this is true. So, yo, if we're dating, if we're if I'm going on a date with you and you feel some sense of pride because you're going out with me as a disabled person... You can feel like a point of pride, and that's you should because I'm awesome, and we're we're all we're fucking unicorns made of light. P.S. But if you are going out with me and you're like, you're like performing your acceptance of my disability for able-bodied people, that's gross, and please don't do that. Um, and then lastly, she says, I don't know if you saw the YouTube video that I was in where I talked about sex and disability. I did not but I want to, and please link it to me immediately. She says, I can link it to you, but I showed it in my class, and I talked about inspiration porn. After the video was shown, a classmate came up to me and said, thanks for showing us the video. It was really inspiring. <laughs> what? How? How? Like, I laugh because it's hilarious, because you just, Olivia, you just um, talked about inspiration porn, and the person said the video was inspiring. It's just funny. Like, it's just... Were you paying any attention to any of the words that I was saying? Probably not. Hilarious. And lastly, for real last time, Olivia says, Going to a friend's house who had a split-level house. Multiple stairs have between one to four steps. She liked to film movies, so we constantly had to move around her house. I had my portable ramp with me, <laughs> but it was exhausting to move around all the time. I'm laughing because I'm just picturing, like, you poor people, every time she had to reset a shot, you moving your ramp around. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have your disabled friend in your quasi-inaccessible space, help them out, and don't 
Or or if you're going to film movies and be cool like that, friend, maybe go to a place that's fully accessible. I like this I like this Minnesota because it's, it's just like bullet points of the little kinds of ableism that we deal with every day and I thank Olivia for writing it in for for writing them in to me and for like bringing a Minnesota for this week under the wire and that's I mean that's the Minnesota that's how you do it send me the things about the things about disability and we I will read them back to you in a Minnesota um you can send the Minnesotes to I'll say it again disabilityafterdark at gmail.com and I cannot wait for that inbox to overflow. Thanks so much for listening and the full episode comes out on Friday. Bye. Copyright Notice Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright, Crippled Content Creations, 2018.